Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey, folks. Hey, glad you've been with me all week long. And if you know, uh, if you've been following me, you know I've been with my dear friend, Jay Previtt, who was a Gideon for years and years and years. And, and God has blessed him in reading the Bible through 14 different times. And I only say that to let you know that it can be done and disciplines matter. And Jay is a man of discipline, not a perfect man, nor am I or nor are you. But the power of God is available for all who call upon his name. In fact, folks, would you just pray with me as we go through Jay and I's last discussion today. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for Jay. Thank you for his life. Thank you for Susan. But thank you for the listeners. God, I hope they are getting something out of this week, that their lives could be changed and the word of God would become fresh in their lives. Prayer would become fresh in their lives. And we'd see a real moving of the Holy Spirit in this Treasure Valley, that people would get a hold of your truth. Lord, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Jay, you sometimes mention uh, a thought of Billy Graham. And Billy Graham just recently passed away. And I watched his funeral. I watched the great words. I watched, then I watched and listened to a number of his messages in older crusades after that. So taken back. One thing Billy always talked about was this is that he wanted people to know Jesus Christ. It Amen. was about salvation with him. Amen. You know, and, and, and I think you're going to talk a little bit about that. And you also mentioned a little bit about pollsters like George Barna and Associates. Uh, you know, share with us some of the thoughts about those things that you've talked about. Well, Tom, one of my recent regrets is I didn't get, I didn't get to see that uh, funeral. But, boy, I've sure heard, and I've heard that his daughter would absolutely preach a salvation message that was outstanding. So really miss not hearing that um tom's uh recently i heard somewhere where billy grade billy graham said something or either wrote it and it was to the effect of in his latter years he believed of every 10 individuals who came forward in one of his crusades nine had a religious experience only one became a truly born-again christian Tom, I'm convinced of 320 million Americans, only a small percentage are truly born again. What is a small percentage? Our Lord knows I don't. But pollsters George Barna and Associates paint a pretty gloomy picture as well. Listen to Isaiah 60, verse 12. For the nation or kingdom that will not serve you will perish. It will be utterly ruined. The overwhelming majority of Americans are not serving the Lord. They are serving themselves. There's one other indicator of the demise of America that concerns me greatly. Many of us senior citizens can remember when truth was a very serious matter. We were raised to know Jesus is the truth. We were also taught not to lie. Today, with the proliferation of the Internet, I think everybody would agree. Truth is really hard to come by, and you don't know what to believe. Example, it doesn't matter whether a person is a Democrat or a Republican. There is very little trust in our state or national leaders. Well, that's, that's uh, for sure, Jay. There's just uh, there's so many things out there that people, and, and the world tries to twist the uh, truth. This morning, I was reading in a little devotional about angels and talking about the enemy and how, uh, Satan's angels, the ones that, you know, are, are living demons, actually, are 
getting into people's lives, trying to create lies for people to follow and, and trying to create uh, ideas of what Christianity really is. And the truth of the matter is, and when it says Billy Graham, one out of every ten that come to the altar were probably already, most of them were maybe saved, but one true commitment, that one true commitment adds up to a lot because he had many people come to the altar. But those other nine, if they were Christian anyway, they were probably rededicating their lives to Christ, which is just great also. Yeah. You know, we started a session with your observation of reading the Old Testament uh, the other day, you know, and, and you talked about it being real scary, I know. And as a dedicated 24-7 lock, you said a stock, uh, lock, stock, and barrel Christian, which I like that term since it's one of my favorite restaurants, but born-again believer, you are not afraid for yourself. In fact, I know as a self-proclaimed elderly person, you know, and, and me, I'm, you know, I'm 63 years old, you know, you, you love the Apostle Paul's comments, and what that comments that you wrote down for me is, is that great verse in Philippians, is to live in Christ, is to die, is gain, you know, what are you concerned? Uh, you know, what are you concerned about? What are your relatives and friends, neighbors? What do, do you care about them? You really care about them? Do you pray about them? Jay, you've told me over the past how you pray for your neighbors, and you've told me some incredible stories about your neighbors and how you just so much want them to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But you know, there's a lot of things going on, and uh, you have spent a lot of times on Sunday morning. In fact, you are in our prayer room. You are in our prayer room on Sunday mornings, and you. You um, spend both services praying, you know, and you pray 30 to 45 minutes every session. And, and that, that's awesome. And that is awesome. Anyway, early on in this series of interviews, you mentioned the number one verse our father used to get our attention. That was Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord. You know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. I'd like to hear more of your uh, more of your perspective on the fear of the Lord. Well, Tom, you commented on uh, uh, my neighbors, and I like to think of that uh, to love our neighbors as ourselves. Who are our neighbors? Mm-hmm. Boy, if there's ever an example in my life who understand who our neighbors is, it's you. Everybody you come in contact with or know or relatives are your neighbors yes, as true. they are mine. So when we talk about neighbors, we're thinking Great Commission. We're thinking every opportunity we can to share as gently as we can with people we're concerned about, and that's loving our neighbors. The other thing is you mentioned that I'm in the prayer room on Sunday mornings for both services. It's intercessory prayer. I'm praying for uh, – if you want to learn about prayer, I don't think I'm – a real fantastic prayer by any means uh if you want to learn about prayer pray and it'll teach you and what i've learned in these uh over three years in the prayer room on sunday morning is that the lord wants our intense focus on him and then he wants us to see ourselves through his eyes and so my intercessory prayer that's the theme of sunday mornings well, that's great. And you know, Jay, one of the things uh, you have mentioned to early on in our series is uh, Proverbs 1, 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. I like to hear more perspective, you know, as you talk about things because, uh, you know, you know things and you were a chief warrant officer. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Uh, 
what you're talking to, obviously, is the fear of the Lord. Uh, because of my enlisted rating and then designator of cryptology as a chief warrant officer, I was on the support staff of seven different admirals during my career. In other words, much of my career was around admirals and generals. It does not take too long for most servicemen and women to realize how powerful these flag officers are. Your promotions and your retirement is in their hands. 30 years of retirement, if you live long enough, can amount to around a million dollars. To say that I made sure I knew my job really well was extremely careful, or in some cases feared some of these powerful men, is a complete, total understatement. Our paycheck, my wife's uh, support of my wife and my daughter, uh, my retirement, everything is on the line when you open your mouth around one of these guys, especially if they ask you something. They don't suffer fools. (laughs) Many flag officers are outstanding and can be trusted. Most are. But others, you've got to be really careful around. I have seen more than a few careers completely destroyed in minutes. I knew one Air Force one-star general who seemed to fire a guy every quarter, every three months or so. Thinking about that, I want you to think about our Lord. We refer to him as our king. As king of the universe, powerful does not even begin to describe just one attribute of our king. As we discussed earlier, I described my recent 100-day read-through the Old Testament as really scary. I also stated that I used an NIV study Bible to preview each of the major and minor prophets. Over and over again, our Father would use these courageous men to warn Israel and Judah. They weren't popular. Most of the time, God, through the voice of the prophets, was ignored. I am totally convinced most Americans have very little understanding of the fear of the Lord. Listen to what the NIV study commentary has to say about the matter. Tom, Pastor Tom, you're the pastor. Would you like to read it? I'm going to read this, and I'm going to have to read it rapidly because we are rapidly running out of time. Uh, okay. And this is what it says. Hate and love have become society's bywords, almost tired cliches, tossed carelessly as objects, situations, even people. The casual use of such words and love and hate was emptied uh, them into their empty of meaning. We no longer understand statements that describe a loving God who hates sin, so we picture God as a gentle and kind cosmic pushover, and our concept of what he hates is tempered by our misconceptions and wishful thinking. The words of the prophets stand in stark contrast to such misconceptions. God's hatred is real, burning, consuming, and destroying. He hates sin, and he stands as a righteous judge, ready to mete out just punishment to all who defile his rule. And, Jay, how true that is. I mean, our God, he's a real thing. He's the real deal. And he wants people to know him. And how do you get to know him? You spend time with him. You spend time in his word. As you have taught us the last four days, Jay, and, and I thank you for taking four days to come and share on the radio with us and to allow God to work in your life. And we know, and we'll be on the air again some other time. Is that all right with you? It works for me. Well, <laughs> love you, man. Love you, buddy. And uh, <laughs> folks, if you ever 
if you need a little instruction, need some help on discipline, get a hold of me, and I'll, I'll put you in touch with Jay because he's certainly helped me. And, folks, thanks for listening this week, and may God richly bless you. Love all you guys. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.